0: So this is the second to last episode here. Um, today's episode is Black Unity, and it kind of concludes um, our talks. we uh, spoke about Black men and society, Black women in society, and it transitions into this discussion about Black Unity. We're going to get that started soon here. I'm going to let you guys hear that. Um, But before I get into that, I really kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about my co-host. I wasn't in a good space. I mean, I'm still not completely, but wasn't in a good space to really get into this before when I uh, gave you guys the news about her passing. But um, Rihanna really wanted to do a big reveal for you guys. Uh, She couldn't, of course, because of her working situation, um, but she wanted to really kind of reveal herself and who she was and just go a little deeper into that with you guys and share that with you guys. And um, since you never really got to do that, I just wanted to share some things from my perspective and how uh, things were with us. And um, basically what you guys hear on a lot of these recordings, especially in season one, <laughs> where it's very unorganized Season two, you'll notice that the we don't really go into as many tangents. The reason why that is really is because we had a short period of time to get those six episodes in. Um, I actually only wanted to do three episodes and just kind of, you know, just have a gap there. But she really wanted you guys to have one every single week. And with her surgery and feeling like she would be out for that time period, she pushed to get three done every day that we had, you know. So when you hear these, like we did three one day and then three another day. So because of that and, you know, uh, my work schedule and schedule with my son and everything else, we really just kind of had to press through. So we didn't have a lot of time to do the back and forth and all the little tangents and side jokes and stuff that we do normally, like you would hear in season one. So um, if you're wondering why, uh, it's not, going on as long as it usually is. That's the reason. That's why the episodes are shorter. Um, That's why we kind of just go right back onto topics, um, whereas we didn't do it so much in the beginning. But our conversations were like that, where we just talk about everything. And, um, I mean, literally everything. She talked to me about everything. And um, (laughs) Rihanna used to say that she was like Stitch, the uh, squirrel on um the ice age movies or whatever um at the beginning of those uh that she was just kind of all over the place. She'd be talking about one thing and then she'd go into five other topics before finally maybe 10 minutes later going back to what she was originally saying. <laughs> that type of thing. But um it was we literally talked every single day, you know, literally. So there's so many things that happened to me um now where like I just wanna I find myself wanting to talk to her about it. It's like the other day, um I so guys I've been selling. I've been doing some selling online, right? Um and I was getting a bunch of packaging together for my for my customers, right? Um all of the people that bought stuff for me. And I get all these packages together I'm trying to get the shipping labels together. And I bought this cheap printer because I'm trying to save money on Amazon. The instructions are in Chinese. So <laughs> I'm having issues with it printing. It's not printing the way it's supposed to. First, it's not printing at all. It won't print on my MacBook. I figure out it's not compatible. I, I grab an old Chromebook. It's The file's too big. The driver file software that I have to upload is too big for that. So I finally borrowed my son's gaming laptop. I get it to work, but then... It's printing the labels out sideways. I have a thermal printer and It's label-sized paper, right? It sticks to the packages. Well, it's printing them out sideways. I can't get it to fix... I, I try to do it on the software and stuff. It's not doing it. It keeps going back to the default for whatever reason. I don't understand why. So, finally, I just get it as large as I can sideways, right? It lets me make it a little bit larger. It just won't change the orientation of it. I put them on these packages. Now... I have to go to the post office to drop these packages off. I have a bag, like like a Nordstrom's or Macy's paper bag, you know, like a really big one. You could fit like a coat or something in, you know, full of like all of these packages that have uh, the clothing items in it, shirts, T-shirts and stuff. Then I have boxes. I'm holding this bag with, in my left hand while also holding the left side of this box stack. And my right hand's on the other side of these boxes. These boxes are stacked up so high, I can't see over the top of them picture this. I'm walking over to the post office. I go to open the door. There are four doors to get into this post office. Two in the vestibule area and then there's like another two once you get inside. So I have to open all of these doors by myself while holding this and peeking around the corner of these boxes to finally get into the post office where I discover there are like 15 people ahead of me in line because there's one person working there at the post office this day. So I'm holding all this stuff waiting in line until I get up to the counter, finally put all the stuff down by the counter, letting the guy know I, I you know I just need him to scan this and give me a receipt, it's all paid or whatever, only for him to tell me that these labels that I couldn't correct, that were sideways that I got as large as I could, were still too small to scan, and he couldn't read the barcodes to even put the numbers in manually. So I have to grab all of these boxes, this bag full of stuff, go back out these four doors, back out to my vehicle. You see how this is going, right? And this is the type of story that immediately the first thing I thought was I have to tell Rihanna about this so she can laugh at me, right? And then that's when it sinks in again and you go, you know, you really kind of can't, you know. Or at least you can't get that hear that laugh back. Um, those are the moments though, but I want you to know, like, when you when you look at those last two episodes and the research that went into, Rihanna did a lot of the research. She wanted to give you guys as much information as she possibly could. Sometimes more than she needed to. I think I had to cut um, in a little bit with the um the one about Black Men in Society, just because of the timing. I will, you know, we were trying to get a whole nother episode in. The Black Unity one that same day, or whatever. So it was difficult. You know, we had to cut in for time frame. But she had so much more information. She put a lot into it, like even trying to get these done in the time fashion. So she didn't, you know, you guys didn't miss any of these. She put a lot into that. And she... um She cared about it, you know. She cared about her friends. She cared about her family members. She was always concerned about what other people were going through. Even if she wasn't having a good day or she was dealing with some stuff, she still wanted to know what was up with you. If you seemed off. She was worried about you, you know. Um, Rihanna's type person where I had car trouble and um, her and her mother gave me a ride to, you know, home and, you know, even though she sees me leave and I literally just have to turn the corner just out of sight and it takes me maybe ten seconds to get in my door. Because she couldn't see me get in the door, she expected me to call her, to tell her that I got in the door. I don't call her, you know, right away because I'm putting my stuff away. She calls me and now she's yelling at me because I didn't call her instantaneously to let her know that I got in the door safely. <laughs> like that's who she was, you know. Um, at our church, there's a void there uh, from a lot of people because she, she had different relationships with different people, but she touched a lot of different people, you know, and she was one of a kind, but I just felt it necessary to kind of share little bits and pieces like that with you guys so you can get to know this person more, okay? Since she didn't get a chance to like put that out there for you, I felt like you needed to know a little more. Um, I may touch on this a little bit more in the last episode, but I just wanted to give a little snippet of um, who my co-host was, at least from my perspective. And uh, with no further ado, we're going to get into this episode titled Black Unity and we're back full disclosure um, before I get into this we are recording this on a different date um, than you'll be actually listening to this because my co-host Jay has a surgical procedure that she has to undergo um, i.e. all of the talk of her being (laughs) crippled um we're actually recording this on August 7th right now. I say this because this episode is prompted somewhat by a viral post. Um, you've all seen the memes and stuff at this point, I'm sure. Of chair. A se-
1: <laughs> white folding chair.
0: <laughs> of the <a> security guard <laughs> being assaulted by some white men simply for doing his job, telling them that they couldn't park their boat, in a space that they weren't allowed to put it because it was going to be in the way of another vessel, right, and being attacked, and the Avengers, the Black Avengers assembling. (laughs) Um, That's where we're going with this. But before we get into that, we have a little, um, some footnotes here, some research was done. And uh, go ahead, Jay.
1: I'm only reading one article this time, guys. You guys are going to hate me by the time this season is over with all this research. (laughs) My dork was kicking in. I'm sorry. Um, So um, Princeton, the princetonpress.edu. Well, it's press.princeton.edu. Sorry, my dyslexia. Anyway, um, this article is called The Roots of Black Political Unity. This was published February 27, 2020. Um, If you guys remember, that was the year when Black Lives Matter was already known, but it like exacerbated in 2020 during COVID um, with all the riots and stuff. Well, would you say riots, protests.
0: That's when I went from um, like 900 followers to 20,000 followers in a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so this article is about, well, the first opening line is on December 12th, 2017, the state of Alabama held a special general election for the U.S. Senate seat Vacated by Attorney General Jeff Sessions, um, a Republican, Roy Moore, renegade Democrat Doug Jones. um. The Washington Post in November posted a story of a woman who claimed Moore had initiated a sexual encounter with her when she was a teenager and he was 32. Um, As more allegations of pedophilia and sexual assault against Moore's service. Some Republican leaders endeavor to convince the candidate to remove himself from the ballot. He wouldn't um, with a Senate seat on the line. I was going to say Chester Cheeto. Go ahead. Former <laughs> president. Chester Cheeto came through with a public endorsement. You,
0: wait, wait, wait. You're not going to disrespect him like that. He was Commander-in-Chief Cheeto.
1: Chester Cheeto <laughs> came through. <with laughs> Chester Cheeto came through with an endorsement of more. Um, despite the controversy, the likelihood of him winning the Republican race remained common knowledge. After all, Trump had taken the state by a twenty-eight point advantage in twenty sixteen. Republican Mitt Romney had carried by twenty-two points in his twenty twelve bid. Oh my God, America lost. <laughs> anyway. America is a third world country with a Gucci belt. Anyway, um, more lost. Um, I
0: think that's disrespectful to third world countries. (laughs) I think many of them are far better off than we
1: are. That that doesn't make third world countries. No, like when I think of a third world country, it's America. Ain't nowhere else a third world country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's America. We always (laughs) want to
0: point out these other countries and the problems. there. we're worse.
1: Who labeled them a third world country?
0: Exactly, that's what I'm saying.
1: America. So therefore, America, if you a third world country, you don't get no say. How do you know what a third world country is? You walk around like one with a Gucci belt on.
0: The same people that tried to teach you that. Gucci
1: flip-flops.
0: The same people that tried to put maps up in schools to show you that the United States was bigger than the continent of Africa. These people.
1: Sidebar. (laughs) Why did I see a video on Instagram of like a bulletproof chamber in court and classrooms? Oh my God. I, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. a third world country with a Gucci belt, America. Gosh dang it.
0: Have you seen the sacred walls that open up and they have like all, like they look like check cash in places with that type of glass around it. It's like these wall inserts that open up and connect and all the children are supposed to huddle into that bulletproof space.
1: You mean, the, the one video I saw was this teacher, she walked over, there was like this open area in her classroom, and it looks really large, but when she walked over there she pulled it, and it came out and then it turned into a chamber. It
0: kind of does that, yeah, they have the ones, that different ones, the ones where it comes all the way across or something, that come out of a corner, and then they connect yeah, that's together. The, oh. There's ones like that, that too. Yeah. It was
1: already together. She just pulled it out the corner and it clicked into yeah. place.
0: Because we'll do, everyth- I'm not sending we'll do everything. I'm will do my but
1: I'm homeschooling my future children.
0: But that's the thing. We'll do everything but, I don't know, have gun reform.
1: Oh my God! Anyway, <laughs> kill me, Lord Jesus. Anyway, um, crucial politics. Delivered Jones historic upset of more, Blah blah blah. Uh, turns out, where the politics of Alabama's black citizens, black voters made up twenty nine percent of the electorate in an Alabama special Senate selection. Um, what else? Um, this percentage is this percentage is actually slightly more than the percentage of black voters in the state who turned out for Barack Obama in twenty twelve. And a full ninety percent of black voters in Alabama Tuesday supported Jones. Ninety six percent. Did I say that? Ninety six percent of black voters supported Jones. Um, um his win was undeniable in retrospect, if basically not anticipated in advance. Um let's see. It also then goes to talk about how black voters can change if we put the effort forth, can change this country if we put the effort forth. And then there's a section on why is black democratic unity in question and then there's a graph here um, about self-identified black Democrats. Um, And then continues to go on discussing that further, then there's talk of what happened in the last 40 years and then uh, during the US census in regards to the black community, also with the civil rights movement um, and the money made in black households in the 70s, the difference between the average household income and those in the top fifth of black households and those in the bottom fifth was about 71,000 uh, in 2016 US dollars. I bet you now that ain't nowhere near that because inflation. Um, yeah, and then it further goes on to talk about how the differences in income were for households going back in time, the furthest back they go um, is 1981. Then it continues to go on more about diversity and about the black conservative, dummies, anyway. Um, then it continues to go on um, about how black people voted. Um, the first graph is if government should guarantee jobs and income, and if there should be support for a government health insurance plan. So basically like a, um, what's that called? Universal health care. Universal health care. Um, and then government action to help the poor. There's a graph on that. And if the government should reduce income differences between the rich and poor.
0: The wealth gap.
1: Hmm?
0: The wealth gap.
1: Yeah. Um, and then there's another section that talks about the government improving the social and economic economic position of blacks. I hate that word, so African Americans. Um, the government should see to it that the white and black children are allowed to go to the same schools. Now this graph, I ain't gonna hold y'all. It was a little confusing. But read the article in detail, it'll explain it. But looking at it, you wouldn't know what you're looking at. Um, the government First has- First of all,
0: it's the S. You said you hate that word. To me, it's the S because I feel like questionable and racist people always feel the need to add the S on. When we talk about it ourselves, I rarely ever hear us use the S. If it's it's plural, we say black folks, black people. We rarely ever say blacks. When you hear blacks, it's usually coming out of uh,
1: a... racial context. Yes, that's why I hate that word. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying.
0: It's the S. They always want to add on that S. And as soon as like, you add on the S, I start questioning you.
1: Like, I could be, have, I could be mid-conversation laughing and kiki. The minute that blacks with an S come out your mouth, now I want to body slam you. Yeah. And you didn't even do nothing for real, really. You just said that word, but now I want to body slam you.
0: To me, the S is the same as the R in the other words. Yes. Word. It's
1: it the really same is. as the hard E-R. So they're interchangeable and it will interchangeably get your behind whooped. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, so, and then the, there's another section that says the government has special obligation to improve the living standards of, there we go with that word again, of African Americans. Um, then there's another one that talks about, um, liberal and conservatives in the black, white, Asian, and Hispanic communities, um, Oh, my God, black folks, why are we okay. at 82% for conservatives? What is wrong with Joe? Anyway. Um,
0: it's a deeper thing. Um, not necessarily. People don't, people don't always vote in terms of their actual beliefs in all instances. And conservative, when you are white, tends to look a little bit differently than conservative when you were black. Conservative, when you were black, could be, I was raised in the church and I believe in this, 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 and this from the church. And it falls into what conservatives say that they believe in, even though they really practice other things. Conservative, when you were white, is also, yeah, we don't like any of that stuff, but we got a problem with the S's as well.
1: So here's my thing.
0: So I feel like when you're asking people, because a lot of these polls, they're asking people what they are and what they identify as, and they're looking at it as, well, I have conservative values, when really, no, you believe in a lot of stuff that you were taught here in your family, but you don't really fall in line with what they're voting for and what they want, so then they may still actually vote Democratic, even though they consider themselves to be conservative. I know a lot of people like that.
1: So here's my thing. Now, y'all are probably going to disagree with me, and I'm totally fine with that. But I feel like when you hit a certain age, when it comes to voting, you should be voting for the generation after you, after you hit a certain point. Like, I feel like once you have children, you should be voting for the person that's going to benefit those kids you just had.
0: There's a problem there. Because who are you voting for? If it's a presidential candidate, you're voting for some 80-year-olds right now.
1: Well, I was getting there. You're
0: voting for people who have no stake in the next generation because they're not going to be here for the next generation. I was there. But I'm saying that's the problem to me is the whole age thing in terms of that. I feel like there should be a cap first of all, and I feel like the age at which you can run for certain offices needs to be lowered as well.
1: Yes, because, you know, I don't know if this is still the case what I was always taught in school is you had to be at minimum 35 to run for president. Yes. So, I feel like you shouldn't be older than 65 to be in there. You can't be past retirement age and be in the White House.
0: You can't be past um, I can't sustain myself walking up a flight of stairs without falling all the way down Air Force One <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. No. No.
1: No, I also feel like once your oldest child turns 18, skedaddles, boo. Skedaddle. Yeah. And, that, and that's for people that had kids of a normal age. For you old old nasties out here that be in your 70s popping out children with a youngster, we ain't talking about you.
0: And the supreme problem is the Supreme Court where we let people stay there until literally until they die.
1: Yeah, that, and they're that. making
0: laws for all of these generations that aren't going to be here. I have always there. said that I'm like that they're not going to be here for.
1: Why is there not a cap on how many times you can serve in the Senate and House? You being there till you croak, till you is dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Still making decisions for me, and I'm closer to the birth canal than you are. Like, excuse me, get out. Yeah, I feel like to run for Senate. Let me, let me let me put it to you this way. I feel like when it comes to Senate, there should be, Senate and the House, there should be one person that represents each generation still alive in that state they come from. Yeah. That is the only way it's even remotely fair. Because, you know, old folks, you know, even though they won't be here for the next generation, the little bit of time they got left, the, little, the, the three coughs they got left before they gonna hit the <laughs> gasket, they should get some consideration. We ain't gotta listen or at least
0: be the age of the cons- the average yeah the average medium age of the people that live in your district so if you live in a district of Florida where it's all retirees and the average age is 78 years old more power to you go right ahead and sit there but if you are in Manhattan I'm sorry but a lot of the ideals that you have probably aren't going to fit with the people that are might, there
1: like the average person in Manhattan right now in their 20s 30s. If you is a cough away from the casket, why are you making decisions on how much I get paid? When tomorrow you don't even know if you're waking up. I need answers.
0: When the last time you worked, $1.75 could get you, could could, you know, take care of you, your four kids, the dog.
1: <laughs> Listen, I went, where'd I go the other day? Walgreens? And I walked in there and I wanted to get an Arizona that was in a plastic bottle instead of the can. That junk said a dollar, twenty-five. I said, oh, yeah. let me grab that can. Because <laughs> I don't know who was running Arizona, but the fact they still managed to make them cans 99 cent, more power to you, you need to run the country. Thank you. Um, yeah, then this goes on to talk about radicalized, uh, no, racialized social constraint and black democratic party identification. That section of the article is actually fairly long, so I'm not even going
0: to... Do you want to just get into it?
1: Just one more section. Uh, What the racialized social constraint framework is and what it is not. And that section is the part that talks about how racism is webbed in the fundamentals of this country and how most people don't notice. And yeah, let's go. You start first, because this was your idea.
0: All right, so like I said, this is about unity. We talked about Black women, we talked about black men. We talked about how we kind of need to be on the same page and assist each other more. Well, mostly black men need to assist black women like black women have historically been assisting black men and everybody else in this country. Um, It's interesting because, like, the only word that that comes to mind is pride. And it's weird because usually when you see like a fight online on social media and it's a bunch of black folks in it, it's like a world star video, right? World star! And it's something that we are like, usually a lot of times can be like embarrassed by, like why they have to do the act of fool, you know? But this particular video, (laughs) that's meme and viral and everything else, it's like Mm -hmm. when I saw this, Literally, that's all that I felt was pride. Because so many times we see video after video of us getting beaten down, getting disrespected, getting killed. And while it's great to have the video evidence of this taking place, far too often that person died out in the streets alone, by themselves, right? And to see so many strangers see that brother in trouble to the point where they're jumping off boats, swimming to his aid.
1: Yo, Brody that jumped in the water and swam across. Yeah, I say yo,
0: bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to see all of us collectively without any words exchanged, know what we had to do and accomplish that regardless of what was gonna happen. They knew they were gonna get arrested, they knew what was gonna take place after that, but to see that was just a big thing for me because I feel like in this time, this period in time, more so than any other really, we need more of that because we've gotten past the point of asking for stuff, we've gotten past the point of hoping for stuff, we got past the point of just marching peacefully through this everything, it's like we're at the point where they are wanting conflict, certain people, Certain people are wanting conflict, certain people feel like they are empowered to take us back to a space that we were at before, and they are trying their darnest to get us back there. And this time, more than ever, we need more of this, to where if you see something going on that looks anything like that, then you need to get out there and have that brother, that sister's back. And if you are an accomplice, not going to say ally because we don't like that word anymore because a lot of you all are fraudulent. If you're going to be accomplice, and when I mean accomplice, i fully accomplished because you're going to jail too. If don't you're be going snitching. To be, if you're going to be don't a non-black accomplice, right, that's what you guys are, and you're going to stand up, then you need to be in these situations too. You see somebody in a situation like that, then you need to be out there with them not talking about in the distance, not just recording it or whatever, we only need one person to record that. Everybody else, you know what? you should be there doing something
1: Sidebar. if you going to record have good have a good steady arm and oh, good yeah, camera yeah, yeah. angles and nobody got time to be chasing the camera cuz you cuz you wiggling and yelling stay if, still
0: if people have complained about your 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 um do, your documenting of certain family events and stuff like that give the camera to somebody else just pass <laughs> the phone on get out there and handle some business yourself okay
1: Because if you can't record, you don't need to be recording.
0: If you can swing that chair better than you can hold that camera, (laughs) then just pass it off to somebody else. I'm
1: putting a folding chair in my trunk.
0: (laughs) Listen, we as black folks, most of us, not all of us, have grown up on WWF slash WWE, and we know a thing or two about toting the chair. So if we got to get out there and get our stone cold on, Walk some north holes Do you dry.
1: Remember that video <laughs> from the years ago where they're at that function and this lady is standing there and she gets a chair and a table thrown at her. And she catches both.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what type of timing I need y'all to be on in situations like this. If you're gonna be an accomplice, you gotta be catching chairs
0: We need you to have going. that Waffle House energy. <laughs> that's what we need. You if need you to work night shift there. at Waffle House. Yeah. We need that.
1: <laughs> the graveyard shift or the night shift, pick one. But you need to have that type of energy. You need to have the what you said? Hold my beer type energy. I don't want no conversation. Now, not hold my beer, hold my henny. That's what you need to have.
0: But that's really what it is. Like I need to see more of that. And it, it, even on smaller levels. That brother that's getting harassed and pulled over by the cops or whatever. You know what? A crowd makes situation a little uncomfortable, especially if there's some non-black faces in that crowd as well. Cause we may not be able to get up all in the face and everything else, but they're gonna think twice about pulling the trigger on somebody that doesn't look like us. So if you really wanna be down and you one of these people always constantly looking for for um, to get your, your, your ticket stamped for the cookout, you know what? You gotta get some bumps and bruises to get to the cookout. That's what I'm saying. Cause we ain't just passing out stuff for free.
1: Who said they was invited to the cookout? I'm not really gonna
0: invite to to anybody. <laughs> I've had a post on this before. I said the cookout was canceled a long time ago because too many people are inviting. I'm sorry, but too many people are inviting too many people for really trivial reasons. Oh, so-and-so has enough rhythm and they can do a couple of dance moves and they're invited to cook. No. no.
1: Who's the guy? No. We did an episode on him, I thought. Um, no, you did a video on him. The white gentleman that was killed—he was in a wheelchair, or his wife was in a wheelchair, someone was in a wheelchair.
0: Oh, 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 um, Garrett.
1: If he was alive, he'd be invited to cookout.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. The if you—that's <laughs> that, that, what I'm talking about. That's the type of activity you putting yourself in front of a gun, in front of a gun, to save some black folks. Yeah, you, you're you're definitely invited to the cookout. You but at
1: the cookout? You at the wetins?
0: But just because you're you getting at the
1: random house parties, on but the you weekends, on
0: TikTok. Getting your Justin Timberlake on? No, I'm sorry. That is not, not enough for you to Justin get to. Not your Justin Timberlake. I'm sorry.
1: Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> you Justin Timberlake on.
0: That's not enough for me. I'm sorry.
1: You're Justin Timberlake. Who's the other one? You're Robin Thicke. All that. That don't <laughs> count. Because Robin Thicke, a whole cheater. <laughs> Justin be weird sometimes. Like.
0: I'm still not um, over what he did with the Janet Jackson situation. So, yeah, you ain't getting invited to the club.
1: you were still so mad about the Janet Jackson situation. Yeah, I'm still But salty. pause on the play. Robin Thicke, you're still fine. I'm just mad you cheated on Paula. Like, And then you made a whole album about it, and she still didn't take you back, bro. Like, you should just left it alone.
0: And that chick was basic.
1: She really was. Like, I got a question. Don't take this the wrong way, ladies, because y'all finna hate me for this. But I ask this question quite often and no one ever gives me a legit answer. When men cheat, why don't y'all cheat up? Y'all be cheating down. Like, I mean, you you, go, you be having a whole diamond and then you go outside and you like, look at this cubic zirconia. Excuse me? Um. How about you just, if you wanna do something dumb like that, just leave.
0: That's not just men. My ex cheated on me with an ex-convict who at the time was living out of his jeep. So, um,
1: which ex we talk about the baby mama? Yeah. Well, Jay.
0: three times an ex-con.
1: Jay, do do we want me to go there? Cuz we went there once already. <laughs> My bad life decisions look like little little trips compared to yours. <laughs> Especially with that
0: one. Because, All right, let me get back. I know (laughs) we're going off. We always do. Essentially, though, I feel like we need that. I feel like we need unity. It starts with us. And hopefully other people, like I said, who really want to be down for the cause will come into the situation. But it starts with us. We're too divided. And we've been divided since we got into this country. We were purposely divided. Because they know it's... The people that seek to oppress us know that there's strength in numbers. And Mm -hmm. we're easily defeatable when we are fighting amongst each other, when we are finding conflicts in each other. And that has worked for far too long. And we just need to stand in for each other more than we like. To me, that incident is even bigger because like I said, there was no words exchanged. They saw the conflict, they saw what's was going on, this isn't right, we need to do something. We need more of that energy in general. We can't be like everyone else where, oh, well, what happened, and what, what did this do? No, it's like if we see something like that that's happening, life threatening, something of that, that scale, of that magnitude, that, that unfair of a situation. We need to step up, and we need to do something about it. You can talk about everything else after the fact, but in that moment, it's life or death, and you have to make a choice. Are you gonna stand there and just watch, or are you going to intervene on that person's behalf? And we need to intervene more, and we need to stand together more. Thoughts?
1: There's strength in numbers, like you said. Um, if I feel like we would be a lot farther as a community if we would just stand together, and not just stand together when stuff goes bad, stand together all the time. Yeah. Like if we stood, t- like I feel like we stand together more when stuff goes bad than when stuff goes right. If we stood together when stuff went right, do you know how unstoppable we would be as a people? And that's what they're afraid of. They think we want revenge, and all we want to do is be treated like some people. Like I need, I need y'all to stand together. I was about to say we need some Al Sharptons, but no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we do not. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm sorry. We do need to stand together. Um, also, like they already spend ninety five percent of their time tearing us apart. Why are we adding to it? We're filling in that five percent. Like, I know people always joke about other communities and how they help their people out. Like, black folks, you gotta stop throwing your kids out at 18 thinking they're supposed to have their life figured out. You wanna know what I was doing at 18? I'm gonna be completely transparent right now. I was supremely suicidal. I was planning to take my life on my 18th birthday. Imagine if my mom was one of them crazy parents that decided to throw me out. Y'all would have never knew I ever existed. <laughs> I just want y'all to know that. Like, Especially when it comes to depending on the family, they never cater to all the kids the same. It's either the parents really, really love their sons or they really, really love their daughters, but they treat their sons like crap. And if they really, really love their sons, they treat their daughters like crap. They become like the built-in maids at the house. Like us as a black community, one, if you don't want no kids for real, don't have no kids, please. Because you are traumatizing these poor babies unnecessarily and now they're out here in the world traumatizing other people because they ain't never got no help for the trauma they caused. Now I'm not saying that's all of them. Some of them are self-aware enough to know that they need help and they go get it. But those that don't, if you actually dwell into their lives and divulge, and I'm talking about the black community solely right now, half of them, I would say a good 75% of them came from a mentally destructive environment. Some of them are just product of their environment and they had good parents, but the parents, you know, I hate when I see, you know, black parents say, "Well, I I had to work, blah blah blah. We're not blaming you for that because you did have to work." Black parents don't always have the same privilege of affording daycare and stuff like that. But just accept the fact your child became a product of the environment y'all were living in. It wasn't your intention. It just kind of happened. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's just, you know, it's unfortunately in the cards that this country has dealt our community. So, my closing argument is we need to stick together. We need to grow together. If you see a fellow black person on the street and they're struggling, help them. And I'm not saying, let this person in your home, now you're feeding them, clothing them, uh, cooking every meal, three meals a day, six, three snacks, um, dessert, all that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, you're at the grocery store and you see a black mom trying to buy groceries for her kids and she doesn't have enough and now she's deciding what she can't keep and what she can't keep, the kids are all rowdy. Walk over there and say, hey, how much is it? Help, even if you can only give her a piece of it, give her something to help towards it. You see a black man out with his kids and maybe he's sitting there doing the same thing, trying to figure out what he can buy today and what he can't. Walk up to him and say, hey, look. Because let me tell you something, these communities around us, that's what they be doing. And look at them. Yeah. Like Jay and I, we live in Ocean County and um, the Hasidic community, that's exactly what they do. Multiple of them live in, multiple families live in one house till the other one gets on their feet. The
0: richer ones um, regularly uh, set aside certain parts of their budgets and they go to families that are in need within their communities too.
1: So like... If other communities around us can do it, we can do it too. Like I get it, we all want to make it one day, but we can't make it if we all keep tearing the ones around us down in the process. Like it shouldn't be a select few have to make it. We can all make it if, you know, that effort is put forth, if that support is given. Y'all are quicker to support um, a multiple billion dollar enterprise before you support your homeboy selling t-shirts out of his basement. Like. You don't see a problem with that. Like, y'all will give Sephora 30,000 times to not help you, or you'll give Walmart 30,000 times, the workers in there to be rude to you, but you go to that bodega on the corner and they mess up your bacon, egg, and cheese one time and now you're flipping out. Mm. You never go in there again. I don't. This is why I don't support. No, you sound dumb.
0: Or you pay... $100 for a basic t-shirt because it just has a designer's tag on it, but then when you go to the black owned establishment in your neighborhood, that person that grew up in the same area as you, what's the first thing a lot of us want? A so app. can you hook me up? Can I get a deal?
1: And I don't be doing it. Would I be asking for it? When I say hook me up, it most likely, can you squeeze me in like the next 24 hours because I'll be forgetting stuff. (laughs) Squeeze me in. I'll pay you what you want. Just squeeze me in, please.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it would just be so much better if we could come together. And on all instances, I agree. Big or small, um, there's just so many opportunities for us to do that. But so many times when we don't, And we have enough people against us as it is. And we don't need to be assisting in that process. And I just want to see more unity. I want to see more of us just coming together. Because if we can do that consistently, then there's no stopping us. And there's examples of that other than this example, but this is just the recent one. But it's just, because even in this, right after this happened, okay, a bunch of folks got arrested. And then there was a lo- There's a list, like I was looking through these names. So many attorneys, many of them black, or many just who support the community, ready pro bono to represent these people, just like that. GoFundMe started up like overnight. Like let's let's help get funds to these people so they can, you know, pay for what they need in situation because this is an incident where we were coming together. But if we can do this more often, even if you don't have the financial means. In these cases, you see somebody struggling stuff. A lot of times, people just need to vent. Sometimes they need to yeah. talk about the stuff that's going on. They need somebody who can relate to what they're going. Sometimes you just sharing your story. I was in this situation. This happened with me. This is what I'm going through. Whatever else makes that person feel like they're not alone. Like right? they don't have to hide this. They don't have to be isolated with this. You know, and you could just be saving someone's mental health. And it's just. We really have to look after each other because we know other people aren't. And at this point in time and moving going forward, I feel like this needs to be our priority. And this incident here should not be a one-off, it should not be a rarity. I want to see more of this and I just want us to come together more often now because It's more necessary now than ever. Amen. And on that note. uh, We're signing off. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting all these together, so there is no, there's a smooth transition.
1: I'm I'm only down for eight weeks, guys, but I'll be in a boot after four weeks. So as long as I can get here, we can record more, but the problem is going to be me getting here.
0: I'm trying to convince Jay to get one of those little scooter things. so I'm not can push getting around a knee them. scooter. You can fly around the mall they gave with one of me, those things. They
1: gave me a script for a knee scooter, but I'm not using it. You had the script and not get it? Like, seriously? <laughs> Come on. You just gave it to me this morning.
0: you can go to the park and stuff, too.
1: Sir, hear me, hear me when I tell you. I'm not using that knee scooter. <laughs> Why? That's awkward. Do you wanna see me? You just wanna hobble face? around like,
0: with these crutches? You don't have to do that.
1: Yeah, yes. It's not like I'm sitting down on this knee scooter. I'm resting my knee on it and I gotta use my other leg. This one leg gonna be mad buff by the time <laughs> these eight weeks are up.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, you could get some...
1: Like I already got brolic legs. You trying to have me out here looking like, uh, what's his face? The bodybuilder, his last name was Coleman. I what if his I, I get one
0: did. of the scooters too? What if I get one of the scooters? <laughs>
1: no, we're not having a scooter race in the fall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyway, um, that's been the conclusion of this episode, and we will see you next time. So, this has been Jay. And Jay. Signing off for now. Look out for the scooter. <laughs>